Hello, I'm Dr. Wendy Hill. Welcome to How to Be Happy with Dr. Wendy. I'm here to support you in being the happiest, most balanced, most successful person possible. This series of podcasts is based on my book, The True Seeker's Guide to a Better Life. Here you will learn how your core beliefs are formed and how they influence every second of your existence. You will learn how to identify and transform your self-defeating core beliefs into core beliefs that support happy, healthy adult experience. Just listening to this podcast will give you the insight and inspiration you need to start to take control of your entire life and relationships. If you want, you can do the processes I suggest as we move along. Remember my website, wendyhill.com, and learn more about how you can grow emotionally and spiritually. Regression. The process of going back in time is called regression. You can relive a time in your past just long enough to identify a high-impact moment, how you felt, the decisions you made, and the patterns of behavior that sprang from those decisions. By recovering those sometimes long-lost memories, you can grow, mature, change, and upgrade self-defeating core beliefs. Preparation for Regression The purpose of the regression process is to clearly identify the conflicting high-impact events and conditions of your infancy and childhood and to identify how they have affected you. Repeat the regression process until you've gathered a history of your conflicting high-impact memories. Your goal is to build a history of your childhood conflicts. Be patient. Don't judge what your mind shows you. You may want to say, that can't be true, that never happened, I never felt that way. Remember that you may have forgotten much of your past in order to cope. You may have denied certain aspects of your past memories. For example, you may not have realized how much impact a condition or an event had on you when you were a child. It may be painful to remember. You may still want to deny what your mind is trying to tell you. Take courage and persevere with determination. Repeat the regression process over a period of weeks or months. This process, like all processes, can be an intense experience. Space the times you process appropriately. It's important to process at a rate that's comfortable for you. You can do the regression process in conjunction with the other processes in this guide. Use a current conflicting event or emotion as a springboard into your past. Before you begin, make sure you understand this process, then proceed on your own. Do this process in the privacy of your chosen quiet space with your notebook nearby. Allow your mind to tell you its story. Observe your feelings, thoughts, and sensations without judgment. Ready to begin? Settle yourself in a comfortable chair, close your eyes, and relax. When you're relaxed, think of a recent conflicting event, one that upset you. It can be personal or professional. For example, you might recall a recent time when you had a disagreement with someone or when you felt mistreated. You may recall a recent time when you were frightened, angry, embarrassed, sad, or hurt. 
you will use the emotions you felt as a springboard into your past. Concentrate on the recent conflicting event in detail. Imagine that you are there, reliving it. See where you were, who was with you, and what was happening. Say, for example, you recall a recent argument you have with a co-worker. Imagine the whole scene, where you were standing, where your co-worker was standing, what the office looked like, what was happening around you, what was said, and how you felt and reacted. Isolate the most conflicting moment of that event. Focus on that moment. Concentrate your attention in the center of your solar plexus. Your solar plexus is right above your stomach at the top of your rib cage. This place is often known as the pit of your stomach, and it's where you feel your emotions. Identify your feelings. Look for anger, sadness, fear, or shame. These four emotions represent the four basic conflicting emotions. Examples of anger are frustration, rage, resentment, irritability. Examples of fear are anxiety, panic, nervousness. Examples of guilt are shame, embarrassment, humiliation. And examples of hurt are sadness, grief, and despair. These are the emotions that accompany conflict. You may feel some or all of them at once. Don't judge them. You feel what you feel. Identify your emotions by feeling them. It's safe to feel them. Allow yourself to acknowledge your feelings. They are yours, and there is a valid reason for feeling them. Observe your feelings without judgment. They're simply feelings and can't hurt you nor do they define you. You will use your emotions as your springboard into the past. Your mind will be reminded of other times in the past when you felt the same way. Springboard into the past when you were a fetus, infant, or child. Keep feeling your emotions. Ask your mind to show you a time in your past when you had a similar conflict when you felt the same kind of emotions. Ask your mind to show you an image of a fetus, infant, or child. Say to yourself, I'll go back to a time of conflict when I was a fetus, infant, or child. I'll notice if I'm a fetus or if I'm born. I will notice where I am, about how old I seem to be, if I'm alone or with someone else, and what's happening. Become very sensitive. Observe the images that appear on the movie screen of your mind. Listen to your inner voice and note any spontaneous thoughts that pop into your mind. Feel your body. If you're ready, your mind will instantly begin sending you messages telling you of a memory. Pay attention to what you're experiencing. Observe how old you are, where you are, and what's happening. Remember the event in detail. Relive it. Be that child and feel it again. Where are you? Who are you with? What exactly is happening? Relive the experience slowly, examining every detail. Remember exactly how you felt. Don't try to guess how you felt. Imagine yourself as the child you were and feel how you felt then. 
Focus on the conflicting event or condition. Look for the conflicting decision you made about yourself. Be the child you were. Look for the decision you made then, not the decision you made later when you felt better. Thoughts such as, I'm strong, or I'll never let others hurt me, or I can do this alone, may be thoughts you had later. Look for what you decided when you felt the most vulnerable. These thoughts became decisions. Answer the following questions. What thought caused you the greatest conflict? What negative thought did you have about your self-worth? What negative thought did you have about your safety? What negative thought did you have about your lovability? What negative thought did you have about your guilt or innocence? Focus on the conflicting event or condition again. Ask yourself what this experience caused you to believe about others. Answer the following questions. How did this affect your trust of others? What did it cause you to believe about how others care for and love you? What did you come to expect of others? Focus on the conflicting event or condition again. Ask yourself what this conflicting event or condition caused you to decide about the nature of reality. Ask yourself the following questions. How did you begin to view the world? What was your view of a higher power? Was the world a good or bad place? How safe was it? Was your God a loving or a punishing God? What did you expect the world would provide for you in the future? What did you think you had to do to survive, to get along in this world? You're probably discovering the fearful and negative beliefs you took on about yourself, others, and the nature of reality. You may be discovering that you thought you were not worthy or safe or lovable, or you believed that others were untrustworthy or don't care about you. Perhaps you're learning that your first idea of a higher power was an unjust, punishing God, or that you saw the world as a scary place. Under conflicting circumstances, it's natural that you develop such beliefs. You were immature, vulnerable, under stress, and upset. It's likely that, without realizing it, you brought these beliefs forward into your present. Focus on the conflicting event or condition. Ask yourself how you began to act as a result of these negative beliefs. How did you begin to cope? How did you begin to defend yourself? How did you begin to attempt to fill your needs? How did you begin to relate to other people? What was your behavior? Write in your notebook. Write what you've learned about your past experience, the decisions you made about yourself and others, and the nature of reality and how you began to behave. Trust yourself. The highest and best within you wants you to grow so you can have a better life. Your mind knows precisely what it is in your past that you need to know. Your mind has recorded every moment of your past, even forgotten events. It's capable of recalling your past in great detail. Who, what, where, when, how, colors, odors, sounds, emotions, thoughts, sensations, decisions, and any other perceptions you had at the time. Your mind is capable of going back to any experience in your past, including experiences you do not consciously remember. 
Your mind may present you with images or thoughts that may not even make sense to you or don't fit known times, places, people, or events. Pay attention to what seems to be the intent of the message. Ask yourself what your mind is trying to tell you, why it showed you what it did, when it did. The mind communicates through symbols. Its messages sometimes may represent something other than the image or thought literally shows. The symbols may not accurately represent a past event as it's actually happened. Instead, your mind may be telling you something symbolically. If you sense that there is something happening, ask yourself its meaning. Trust and use your intuition. Go deep within to that knowing part of yourself. You do know. Sometimes it seems the mind simply will not cooperate. It keeps secrets from you. If you continually draw blank or see only positive memories, you may have certain issues that you don't want or may not be ready to address. If this condition persists, it may be a clue that you should seek professional help. It's possible to bury traumatic events. If you know or even suspect that you may have experienced a trauma, extraordinary stress, physical or sexual abuse, or major conflict of any kind as a child, you may need a professional who is trained in regression therapy to help you recall the memories and resolve the conflict. Some people repeatedly see the same past event. This can mean that the event was very important and requires that it be examined in detail. Seeing the same event may also mean that you want to avoid seeing another more important event. Intuitively, you know the truth. Follow your intuition. Being stuck may also be caused by anxiety that can be resolved with a little patience and compassion. Use the process of dialoguing with your inner child to discover the source of the anxiety. You can comfort, reassure, and reason with that part of yourself. Doing this may resolve the problem. If you're stuck... Look for the hidden benefit of being stuck. You may be protecting yourself from having to acknowledge something you know or feel in order to avoid some unpleasant consequence. For example, you may not want to acknowledge your anger toward a parent or someone in your past, thus protecting yourself from what your inner child believes will be a negative consequence. Your vulnerable child self may not want to risk alienation or abandonment. The hidden benefit of being stuck is to protect the vulnerable child from further harm. Remember that it's now safe to acknowledge what you know and feel. Ask yourself what hidden benefit there may be in not remembering. Guessing can also help stimulate a memory. Tell yourself that you're going to guess what happened in your past that hurt you. Don't pass judgment on what you guess. Write down what you've guessed without analyzing it. When you've finished, read what you've written and then make a judgment. Ask yourself if what you wrote is a possibility. Does it make any sense? Is there an element of truth in what you wrote? Your guess might have stimulated a memory or may contain some facts that could lead you to the truth. Every night before you go to sleep, tell yourself that very soon you'll remember events and conditions from your childhood. Allow your subconscious mind to work for you while you sleep. Your subconscious mind will draw upon its vast storehouse of memories. 
The memories that you're ready to recall will come to you as you do a regression later. Mary told me that she had very little memory of her childhood. She was concerned whether she could remember anything new. We tried retrieving memories for a while with no results. When I asked her to do a little soul-searching, I suggested that she examine the possibility that she might have a vested interest in keeping secrets about certain things in her past from herself. She thought about it. Actually, it took her several days before she was able to admit that she might actually be resisting her memories in order to protect herself. I asked her to guess what possible memories she could be avoiding. She was afraid to guess. I told her that she was merely guessing, and that she didn't need to commit to whatever she guessed. Guessing can simply open the door to the truth. This allowed her to experiment with possibilities. She guessed that she may be avoiding something about her father. She knew that whenever she thought of her father, she felt uncomfortable, though she didn't know why. She guessed that she was protecting herself from some memories about her relationship with her father. I suggested that she take a step further and asked her to make an educated guess about what kind of memories she might have about her father that were uncomfortable. She did, and a picture began to form. Soon, memories began to emerge. At first, they were just little pieces and made little sense, but soon she began to have more clear memories. Each memory was like a piece of a puzzle. As the pieces fell into place, she was able to see the bigger picture. It became clear to Mary why she had little memory of her childhood. There was much she wanted to forget, because her relationship with her father was not a healthy one. Even though recalling these memories was uncomfortable, Mary persevered with patience and determination. She was resolved to be at peace with her past so she could be free in the present. Each memory Mary retrieved was another step toward her freedom. Mary, who had very little memory of her childhood, used this method of retrieving memories and found that she did have the ability to remember her forgotten past. Not only was she able to recall uncomfortable events, but now she was free to remember the positive and good things that happened in her childhood. Mary continued working with her memories and doing the processes to free herself. She understands why she had so many uncomfortable feelings about her father. He had criticized and abused her as a child. Through processing, Mary claimed her own personal power. Her confidence and clarity increased. Mary is more alive and enjoys her life to the fullest. If you have little recollection of your childhood or are concerned that you might have difficulty remembering your past, think of Mary and the many others who have already done this work. Practice warrior spirit. Persevere with patience and determination. Think of yourself as a detective looking for clues about your past, clues that can help you solve many mysteries in your life. Once you piece all the clues together, You'll have the information necessary to begin making the positive changes you want. If you desire to remember what hurt you for the sake of your freedom, you will remember. 
Though parents normally do the best they can, they're human and make mistakes. It's safe now to remember your true childhood experience with your parents. Your parents acted in response to their own core beliefs, just like you do now. Remember that you're seeking information about your childhood experience. You want to know what you actually experienced as a child. You're not doing this to blame your parents, therefore you don't need to protect your parents. You have a right and a responsibility to know what really happened. You have a right to acknowledge your own experience. Make a distinction between who your parents are and what your parents did to hurt you. They are separate. You can love your parents while at the same time dislike or even hate something they did or didn't do. Your parents are human, and they made human mistakes when they were raising you. Though their mistakes may have hurt you, they were probably doing the best they could. Acknowledge your parents for doing the best they could given their own core beliefs, while at the same time acknowledge the mistakes they made. This is not to suggest that all parents' past behaviors should be easily excused. Some children have been terribly abused or neglected. Sometimes people hate not only what their parents did, they hate their parents. Remember that whatever you recall about your past, that it is past. You can look at it now from a brand new perspective. You're an adult, no longer a helpless child with a child's point of view. There is power in being an adult. Stan didn't want to talk about his parents. He said, I don't want to blame my parents for my problems. I don't want to have anything to do with parent bashing. I asked him if he could make a distinction between who his parents were and what they did. His parents were people with good intentions, and they never consciously set out to hurt him. However, some of the things they did, and sometimes didn't do, did hurt him. Stan was able to make this distinction. He found that he could look for things related to his parents that hurt him without having to feel that he was betraying his parents. He could still love and respect them, while at the same time acknowledge the mistakes they made. He could be disappointed in, be sad about, or get mad at the past events or conditions. Instead of saying, I'm mad at you, he could say, I'm mad at what you did. This allowed Stan to acknowledge what happened without feeling guilty or thinking that he was a bad son. Today, Stan has a better relationship with his parents than he's ever had. Because of his willingness to examine and heal the conflicting side of his relationship with his parents, he's more able to enjoy the positive side. Stan's relationship with his parents has improved in another way. He is even more true to himself when they're around. Remember these important points. The regression process allows you to recover your conflicting high-impact memories. Trust what your mind shows you. Seeing nothing or only positive memories may mean you are keeping secrets from yourself. Guessing can help stimulate memory. You're recovering memory in order to heal your past, not blame anyone. The regression process is a major step in preparing you 
for healing the past and empowering you in the present. Thank you for listening. Remember that you are worthy and loved beyond your own understanding. This is a universal truth. It is meant for you to know and experience this truth in your whole being. If you want to learn more about this experience and how to be truly happy, please go to my website, wendyhill.com. Meanwhile, practice warrior spirit and talk with love to that little child within you.